0: Hey, welcome to the Claim the Stage podcast. If you are looking for information about public speaking, speaking up, finding your voice, feeling more confident when presenting yourself, you are in the right place. That is the Claim the Stage podcast. I'm Angela Lucier. I'm your host. I'm also a speaker and an author and the CEO and founder of The Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women. And if you're curious at all about what that is, you are in the right place because you are in the midst of... A (laughs) mini-series. I've always wanted to build a mini-series. I feel really excited right now. (laughs) The mini-series is five weeks long, and this is part two of the five parts. And it's all about going inside of the speaker Sisterhood, so you get to meet some of our members. You get to meet ten of our members, okay? And today you're about to meet the two really special ones who are in the same club in Springfield, Massachusetts, and they are giving two very different speeches, but both, sh- both speeches share their power, their vulnerability, and their growth as women and as presenters. And I want to mention that you'll hear the women in my pre-interviews and in the speeches talk about the speech they're doing. And what they mean by that is which speech they're working on in our curriculum, The Secret Life of Speaking Up. The curriculum starts with giving a speech about something you love and discovering where love lives inside of you, and then transferring that love to your audience. Okay. <laughs> this is one of the blunders of recording in a closet where there are cross-country skis because they just fell right behind me. <laughs> it scared me to death. <laughs> wow. Okay. It snowed today, so the cross-country skis were used. All right. Good. Back on track. Anyway, so the first speech is about love, and it's about transferring that love to your audience. The second speech is called Truth, and it's about telling the truth about something you've never said out loud. And you can imagine how hard that might be if you are a shy person or you like to keep your feelings kind of masked or your opinions to yourself. But the point is to be challenging, get you outside your comfort zone so you can learn and grow. The third speech is called Power, and it's about being vulnerable and sharing a powerful moment in your life. So you'll hear the women I'm interviewing talk about those different speeches, and that just gives you an indication of the theme of their talk. So in today's episode, you're going to hear from Becky Veach and Lori Pollop, who I love, I love all of these women and I just love that they, when I asked them if I could record them to be on the podcast, they were like, okay, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. You know, cause they all want to grow. And so they look at every opportunity that might be a little bit scary as an opportunity to do that. And I just love that about them. So I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to let you hear from them and see, see if you can get any insight, inspiration and learn new things about yourself. So without further ado, here is Becky and Lori. Okay. So what is your name? My name is Becky Viche And how old are you? I'm
1: 36.
0: I'm 36. Are you? I am. <laughs> <laughs> When's your birthday? September 25th. Oh, you're a Virgo. Libra. Libra. Right on the cusp. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not actually an interview question.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: how long have you been a member?
1: Um, I think since July of 2017.
0: It's about six months.
1: Yeah. How many speeches have you given? I think I've given a few. Um, One, two, maybe about four or five.
0: And which speech are you doing in the curriculum tonight?
1: Uh, It's actually... It's not part of the curriculum only because it's kind of a follow-up to a previous speech that I did last time. Um, and last time wasn't really in the curriculum because it was like kind of like an announcement. <laughs> so um, I've done one speech out of the curriculum already. So I'm kind of still in the beginning of it. Okay. What's the subject of your speech? Uh, kind of, well, I titled it um, Living in Limbo. So I'm in a limbo state right now. So. Um, why did you choose this topic? I chose it because it is a follow-up. Um, it's kind of like an update to what's going on in my life, but it's a pretty big deal and something I definitely would want to share with the women here. So,
0: And how are you feeling right now?
1: Uh, I'm excited and um, a little nervous, but a good nervous.
0: What does it feel like in your body?
1: Hmm. Um, I can feel definitely excitement from the, t- from the head. Head all the way to the tip of my toes. <laughs> um, parking in Springfield is also a little anxiety provoking for me. So I think there's a touch of that, like just trying to find a spot and now with the snow banks, um, but i um, excited and we've had a little bit of time off. So I haven't seen the women as often. So I'm excited to see everybody again, too.
0: Why did you decide to sign up for the Speaker
2: Sisterhood?
1: Uh, I had seen you speak at a chamber event. I had talked to Pam about it and I like speaking, I like public speaking. And then my you know original reason was to get better for my job so I could get out and really like speak about what it is that I do. Um, so that was my original intention mm-hmm. with the club. Okay. Is it changed? <laughs> um, yeah, actually, you know what, it, do- it has. because it's I've realized that speaking is so much more than I thought, you know, at first it was just kind of like using this as a sales strategy in a way. And now I've realized like, wow, I'm really like into public speaking. I'm really like finding, um, that I'm comfortable and good, kind of good at it in a way. <laughs> and like, just, yeah, like really digging it. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> finding a relationship with public speaking. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, um, ha- in one word, what does it mean to you to claim the stage? So I think in this phase of my life, it is really getting up on stage and speaking in front of people who I think want to hear what I have to say. I think I've kind of claimed the stage a little bit throughout my whole life in different ways, like singing or dancing or acting. Um, But this is like you know, getting out and claiming my stage and letting, you know, having people listen to what I have to say. And I think they might be interested. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. Well, looking forward to your speech. Thank you. You're looking welcome. Looking forward to giving
1: it. All right. <clears throat> so I've had a pretty solid plan on what my life was looking like in the coming years. As my father headed towards retirement, I would slowly assume ownership and continue the operational side of Awards and More, our family's business. And in the meantime, I was going to hit the streets as our brand ambassador, really let people know what it is that we do and why we do it. And that's what led me here to the Speaker Sisterhood. I came here to become a better speaker and I became becoming a better person. I enrolled in the speaking school for women for those exact same reasons. I wanted to like soak up everything I could learn about speaking and public speaking and become better at it. And through those two things, I've realized a couple of things. I realized that public speaking is a performance outlet for me, it allows me to get on stage, be creative and artistic. I've also learned that I'm kind of good at it. <laughs> and I've also realized that it is a passion I enjoy it thoroughly and I'm just like I can't get enough of it so <clears throat> doing the Facebook live post at our last meeting was just like one step in that direction but what happened because of that post was not expected was not in the plan shortly after I got home I had an email in my inbox and it was a whole, an old high school friend of mine, and she had seen my speech, and she had thought I did a fantastic job. And she was currently, her role, she was a, a sports, uh, or a spokesperson for a dot-com job recruitment site, uh, a popular one. And she currently got promoted, and she was looking to fill her position. And after seeing my speech, she thought I would be a great candidate. So flattered and intrigued, I was like, yeah, send me the job description. You know, I I was curious. And when she sent it over to me, just as I imagined, it sounded fabulous. They were looking for a recruitment evangelist to serve as one of their go-to people for telling their story to the market, on stage at events, during industry-wide webcasts, and in conference rooms at the largest employers in the U.S., This is what I trained for at the speaking school. I mean, this is what I kind of dreamed of, you know, as I'm like driving to work or, you know, waiting in a doctor's office. It's kind of like a a daydream of mine. But I'm going to be a small business owner. I'm a mom, two very small kids. I have a Zumba class on Tuesday that are waiting (laughs) for me to teach. (laughs) So, I mean, thank you, but no, thank you. You know, I I just didn't see how it would fit in. And so I I told her, I said, maybe the person who gets this job would become a member of the Speaker Sisterhood. It would be a great resource for them. So she wrote back, well, ideally I would like you, but, you know, if you know anyone, pass it on. So that was that. And I went home that night, and I was like, Mike, you'll never believe, like, this crazy thing that happened. And he could not stop asking me questions about it. He's like, are you going to call her? And I had texted my best friend, and although she's not, like, super long-winded, she had, like, eight text messages. Like, when I looked down at my phone, it was like, she, like, responded eight different ways. <laughs> so those are two opinions I value very much above anybody else's. So I knew that this was maybe something that I should take notice. So I, you know, I made the call, and I reached out to her, and I said I wanted to hear more. And so she explained the job to me, and... Um, It sounded awesome, and um, that's where we are, like, right now, pretty much. Um, I asked her what, well, let me, that's not where we are. I asked her, okay, this sounds cool. Like, what do I do to go forward? And she says, all right, well, this was on a Friday. She said, on Monday, send me your resume, and um, we'll get the ball rolling. So I haven't had a resume in 10 years because I didn't need one because I had a plan of being in this business and so I worked with my friend. We got it together. I emailed it over to her and the ball got rolling. And Friday, I'm in my fourth round of interviewing. This is like a life-changing opportunity. This is like exactly what I can vision my life doing. It's life-changing money. And it's just life-changing opportunity for me and my family. Um, so... I'm in this like weird state of limbo like as I go to work every day. I kind of like envision like what my life will be like after this interview process. Like will I be starting a new career at a new company? Like doing something I only dreamed of doing? Or will I have been through an experience that gives me some serious moments of reflection on my life and what I'm doing? Whatever happens, <coughs> it's emotional. These past few weeks have definitely convinced me that a new person has emerged in this new year, and a, <clears throat> a woman who's seeing a, a world, excuse me, in a whole new perspective through a set of glasses that I never even knew I had access to, really. So whatever happens, I am better for it and inspired by it and um, more ready to make moves and changes To this world that I have ever been before. So, a fellow sister said it best to me. She said, Sometimes while you're doing, excuse me, sometimes while you're doing what you think you should be doing, you find out what you're meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. Thank you.
0: Hey, I am back with Becky Veach for the post-interview. It's been about two weeks, Becky, since you did your speech.
1: And I'm wondering, what did you think of your speech? So I feel good about my speech. Um, I wanted to kind of start off and say that um, the job that I talk about in the speech, I did not get that job. So um, through the course of all that emotion, being sad and disappointed, you kind of, I looked at the speech a few different ways and at first um i looked at it like as a speech about all this opportunity all this change and then hearing the news of not getting the job i looked at it as just like a dream speech and then now actually having reflected on it um i really look at it as a testament to the work that i'm doing with the speaker sisterhood and the fact that somebody recognized that work in just the first video that i put up Um, and not getting sidetracked by the outcome of not getting the job, but really looking at the true uh, work that I'm doing here. And it's testament to that. So.
0: So do you think that instead realizing that this is part of the journey and it's not like this is a a stop in in your development? Is that also part of what you're learning in Speaker Sisterhood, or is that your own personality and how you kind of overcome challenges
1: and, and you know, reframe different situations in your life? Well, I think, you know, it's funny because um, if I had gotten the job, then, you know, I might not have the time. I might might not be able to launch my club on time. I might not be able to continue meeting with the Speaker Sisterhood in Springfield on a regular basis, because I'd be starting a whole new job and a whole new career. And it would be crazy. And I feel like I'm just getting sticky in all of this, you know, and I'm just <laughs> getting like to the good part. And so in that way, I think, yeah, I think it, it kind of was in the universe that it's like, no, wait, you, there's a lot you still need to do. And this isn't the opportunity for you. And you know, I am a big believer in that things do happen for a reason. And, and so I think that there's a lot more to be done with the speaker sisterhood. And I'm actually really happy because I love the speaker sisterhood. So I'm happy that I, I still, you know, get to launch my club on time and get to still go to my meetings and and continue all the work that I'm doing here. So.
0: Great. Was there anything that you would do differently with your speech now that you have the information you have? I mean you probably would tell a different story but
1: <laughs> yeah I mean originally I was like oh how hasty of a decision to to make to make the speech about this you know and I looked back and I'm like you know now I've blown two opportunities like I didn't get the job and now I'm not going to be on the podcast cuz how could I ever use that speech but I think it's important to look at not the outcome but the work like I mentioned before and also what was cool is like, I actually got to hear the video or the audio because you sent it to me and I was so concerned with my, like, cause I had the fact that I was, I cried a little bit. I got a little emotional and honestly in the audio, you would not even be able to tell that I was crying. Yeah. If I didn't keep saying, excuse me, excuse me, you know, while I was trying to collect myself, you never would have known. So I think that was a huge takeaway It was like, wow, I was so concerned about that. And that wasn't even an issue. You know, so sometimes the things that we think are so big are really just so small in the whole scheme of things. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Are you glad that you signed up to have your speech recorded?
1: I am. I mean, last Tuesday, I probably would have said no, but (laughs) I've had some time to kind of reflect on it. And I do. I, I really think putting yourself out there. only get better and being able to watch yourself and hear yourself only makes you better too. It's like why, you know, quarterbacks watch football tapes over and over and over again of themselves because they're seeing everything they're doing wrong, things they want to do right. And speaking is the same sort of thing. So it's just that practice and attention to detail that only makes you better. So if you, if you deny yourself that, then you're never going to get better.
0: Love it. Is there anything you would say to women who are on the fence about trying out public speaking or joining the Speaker Sisterhood?
1: I would definitely say just go for it because you'll never know if you don't do it. And you know, a lot of people I think think, well, I don't really present at work or I don't make major presentations to me, it helps with just casual conversation and being confident behind your words, artfully putting your words together. It's so much more than just standing up in front of a crowd and making a presentation. It's truly finding out who you are, your thoughts, your opinions, your voice, and then practicing in front of people who don't do that at work. If you're Even if you're a stay-at-home mom, um, it's still good to have that confidence wherever you go. You're going to have to speak up for yourself at some point. So I think it's worth it. Even if you're on the fence, no matter what your career or anything is, you should definitely just go for it.
0: What would you say is the number one benefit you've gotten from
1: it? I definitely feel it's the confidence in speaking up. Because if you give me a script and say, okay, I want you to come back and you know, give this to a crowd full of people. I can do that, but it's really, I, I kind of suffer more with casual conversation. Like I end up saying something like, Oh my God, I can't even believe I just said that. Like, what am I thinking? <laughs> so for me, it's given me training in like slowing my thoughts down, putting my words together and Not being nervous that I sound like i'm I'm taking forever to answer the question because i'm not that's all just perception if you know and, and putting the words together artfully without the likes and the sos and the ums, just having more confidence and just talking to people on a regular basis without even any presentation or or public speaking really involved it's just one on one conversation
0: anything else you want to add about your experience with that speech you gave two weeks ago or Just in general, that would,
1: it's on your mind. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of times you think like you prepare a speech, you go in, you deliver it and it's, you know, you reflect on it and it's over. And I think this speech has really showed me that you reflect on a speech for hours, days, and weeks after you give it. And a speech is always changing and always evolving and, um, So what you did week one can still reflect you in week 10, 20, 30, because it's all part of the experience and the journey. So I think that that's kind of cool that, you know, once you get over the hurdle of doing so, it's a constant progression, which is cool.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show and being open to having your speech heard even after the changes took place. It's, I think it's really courageous and I think you're a great role model and I really appreciate you sharing your experiences. Thanks for having me. Okay, I'm here with Lori Pollop, who is a member of the Speaker Sisterhood Club in Springfield, Massachusetts, and I'm going to ask her a couple questions before her speech. So, Lori, how long have you been a member of Speaker Sisterhood?
2: Uh, for over a year.
0: And how many speeches have you given in the club?
2: Well, we always give a small speech every every day, every time we go.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, probably... Probably six.
0: Okay. And how old are you? 61. 61. And I, I like to just ask to get for context for listeners. So they know like, you know, what, how old is this person? What's the subject of your speech?
2: This one was, uh, creating, creating leaders.
0: Have you talked about this subject before?
2: No, actually, well, I've touched on it in other speeches. This this speech was totally focused on it. And why did you choose this topic? Because I'm very passionate about it. I think there are opportunities <laughs> to help someone to become more than they ever thought they would be.
0: Love that. And how are you feeling right now leading up to this speech? Like what does it feel like in your body?
2: Good. Good. Are you nervous or excited? or? I was excited about this one. I thought it was pretty well put together.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, in one word, uh, what does it mean to you to claim the stage? Awesome. <laughs> Why do you it's say awesome?
2: It's an awesome feeling when you actually can do it right.
0: Absolutely. Why did you decide to sign up for Speaker Sisterhood?
2: Well, I, was, I heard... Uh, You talked about it at, uh, I think it was WIT. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was Pam that talked about it. And I just thought it was uh, something very interesting because I have to do speeches every so often at work, Uh, just sales meetings and things. So I thought it would be uh, good for me.
0: Awesome. Well, good luck with your speech. Thank you.
2: Is that somebody that's supposed to be coming in here? No. Okay. Well, good evening, everybody. It's good to see you. So, you all know me as I am Lori Pollop. I come from a family business that is not a pizza parlor. It's a 1.3 billion dollar business, but we didn't start out that way. We actually started out in 1898. My grandfather had, my great grandfather had two farms in the Boston area. It's our first mode of distribution. Now, since then we have, we started a couple times. We have evolved, we've changed, and that's really what it's all about, evolving and changing. But that's a story for another another time. Tonight, I'm talking about leadership creation. And that's different than leadership development and leadership training, in that it's not a specific program, it can be used in any size business. It's not expensive, but it's expansive. Leadership creation is about recognizing and developing talent. It's about taking somebody who never imagined that, that they could be a leader and making them into one. It's about bringing the employee into their discomfort zone and then mentoring them through, the, through it. letting them make mistakes, and learning from those mistakes. Now, I have many people in the company who started as customer service reps, drivers, uh, order selectors, a lot of jobs, doesn't take college education. Um, And these people, over the years, became managers, Directors of the company, vice presidents of the company. These are people who really went forward. And these are people that we helped bring forward. How do you create these leaders? Well, I had the good fortune to be able to listen to my parents around the dinner table over the decades. And they would talk about, well, you know, this this employee can really do a lot more. We have to give them the tools to, go to, to bring them forward. We have to train them. They can, they can handle things that are, that are much more complicated than they're doing today. And that's what I listened to through the years, that someone can do more. And that it's our responsibility to teach them how to do more. So uh, there's a wonderful story about this woman who worked for us. She started in customer service, then she went to, um, well, she worked for me in IT, information technology, as as a data entry clerk. Now, this woman always asked questions, was always willing to do more work, always wanted to learn. She was self-motivated. Now, when we started uh, the office coffee service division, we asked her if if she would do it. She was hesitant. She had no idea how to run a division. She had no idea about the software, and I said, I will be with you every step of the way. I'll learn the software at the same time as you, because it was brand new software. I'll teach you how to run run this division. And that's what we did. Now, the running division was not just software, okay? It was dealing with customers, dealing with the drivers, dealing with the product, and she did an amazing job. So when we sold that part of the business, she became a salesperson. Now, this person has been a district sales manager. She is, then she became assistant director of the food service division. And now she's director of the food service division. That's a multi million dollar division. Now, here's, here's what happened with her we, we recognized she had talent, we gave her the opportunity to learn, and we challenged her. But she rose to the challenge and became so much more. So, there are many stories like this in the company. I walk through the warehouse and the offices and I see people who started you know in just entry level jobs and are so much more today and I'm so proud of them cuz they rose to the occasion and they learned okay and they, be- they become integral parts of this company now it's really really important to realize that every job is important from the janitor to the CEO Okay, and you bring these people up from wherever. Okay, people want to learn. People can take advantage of being in a place like our company that recognizes that just because you have opportunities doesn't mean you can't get opportunity with us. Now, since you people didn't have the benefit of having dinner with my parents all those years, I made a list for you. Now... It always starts with respect for others, as I said, from the janitor to the CEO. They're all important jobs. For leadership creation, it's recognizing and developing talent. It's recognizing that people want to learn. You take it from them as as they ask questions. Are they self-motivated? You know, how are they good at how are they doing their jobs? And what do they want? What's their future for them? Your critical role as leaders is to recognize that talent and develop the strengths and confidence of those people. You have to provide them with opportunities to, to grow within the company. And as they grow and go to new positions, other people grow into their position. So you are in the situation of continuous growth and improvement over your employees, which improve... Your business. So um, to, to develop talent, be be prepared to teach, and be prepared to listen. When someone realizes that they can ask you questions, they they will be free to learn. Now, when I worked for IBM, when I first started there, my project manager said to me, "There's no question that is stupid." So be be free to ask me any question. And that left me free to learn. Now, what I really want you to think of right now is your mentor. Who is your favorite mentor or teacher? What feeling does that bring to you? Who helped you get even one step further in in, in your career or in your life? Now I want you to go forward And bring that to somebody else. And that's the challenge I ask of you today. It's what we owe. It's to pay it forward. Thank you very much for listening.
0: Okay, we are back with Lori a week after her speech, and now I want to learn about reflections. So first off, Lori, what did you think of your speech?
2: I thought it was good. I thought it could be better. Uh, What I could do better next time is decreasing the amount of notes because it was too hard to find my notes. I know I missed some things that I wanted to speak about. But it still went well, especially once I dropped the notes Yeah. and decided not to use the notes because, again, I couldn't find my place because it was too, too many notes. And, uh, but I got my message across, and that's really what counts.
0: Were your notes, your speech, word for word? Is that how you had compiled them?
2: no i t- I took my speech which originally was word for word, and then I made notes from that, you know um, but it was a long speech was longer than the, than the seven minutes allotted, so I couldn't do the whole speech, but I did the highlights
0: yeah, how would you do the notes differently next time?
2: Well, try to put it on one page or one page and uh, and then the flip side, but not uh not four pages, yeah. <laughs> What did
0: you learn about yourself as a result of giving that speech?
2: Well, that I can give a very concise speech, that people can learn from my knowledge, and actually a lot of people are very excited about the topic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember a lot of feedback in the room after your speech about um, using the terminology leadership creation versus leadership development, and everyone really like hung on to those words because they were yeah. unique and they had a different energy versus what we're used to hearing about. What was it like for you to get that feedback?
2: It was great because I, I I definitely believe in creating leaders. I I think it's an opportunity as a manager, as an executive to make sure that people go forward in their lives, to recognize that talent. And I, I just, it was really great to have that feedback.
0: Mm-hmm. What would you do differently
2: next time? Definitely have less notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring in more about what I do. Uh, people were asking about that. Yeah. Um, I have to do the speech a few more times before I can really, really get it honed properly.
0: Yep. Yeah. So this was your first attempt with that speech. And I like that you're thinking now about how you can keep tweaking it to create a stronger message and stronger connection to your audience based on that feedback. Um, Are you glad you decided to record your speech and be on this podcast? Yes. Yes. What was your intention for doing that? Why did you want to sign up and do that?
2: Well, I can hear how I sounded mm-hmm. and I can hear the feedback and everything. So it's great.
0: Is there anything you would say to women who are on the fence about learning public speaking or joining the speaker sisterhood?
2: I think that no matter what you do, you always have the opportunity to speak. And you can speak, learn to speak a lot more concisely with Speaker Sisterhood. Yeah.
0: Is there anything else you want to add about your experience or the journey you've been on since you joined the club a little over a year ago? I just feel like I
2: continually uh, develop. And it is helping me towards my goal, which... I'll talk about it another time.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for being on the show and being part of this series of exploring the Speaker Sisterhood and the members and everything you have to say. I appreciate you volunteering. Thank you. There you have it. My interview with Becky and Lori. What do you think? Aren't they exciting? Aren't they awesome? I just, I'm a big fan. So this is part two of five part series. I'm coming back next week with speeches from Julie Bermant and Deb Burke, who are going to talk about totally different subjects and also give you some insight into their own public speaking journey. If you're enjoying these episodes and you like what you you hear about the Speaker Sisterhood, you can check us out at speakersisterhood.com. You could start your own club, you could become a member of our virtual club if there isn't one in your neighborhood, or you can just join our newsletter and get to know more about us or find us on social media. A lot of exciting stuff happening here and the time to check it out would be right now. Okay, that's it for this this episode. Thanks for listening. And as always, stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time.